Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, the fantastic Michelle Yu. Yay! Woo! Michelle Yu. You have so <laughs> many fans out there, by the way. You're like oh, a superhero. Nice. Uh, I think they all come from our, our new group, though. I'm so glad to be part of the InTheMoneyPodcast.com click. We right? Are, is it clicky? I don't know. Is it clicky? It's group. It's we have group some great sure. people um, associated with it, the In The Money Podcast Network. Um, Jonathan Kinchin and Pete Fornatel. They have their own podcast. In I think it's the In The Money Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Nick Luck. The Matt Bernier Show. The Nick Luck Daily. Unbelievable. Redboard Rewind. All you got to do is go to the InTheMoneyPodcast.com uh, website. You'll see... Mm -hmm. In the money, is it in the money media or in the money? It's in the money podcast.com, but then their okay. Twitter handle is at in the money media. All right, well, go and check that out. There's a list of all the shows. You can download them, you can subscribe, which is even better. Plus, if you subscribe to the website, you get all kinds of extra stuff sent right to you. Fantastic. We have a great I show. I do want to actually add something real quick yeah. to that. Um, our friends over at Walt Whitman, Walt and Whitman Brewing in Saratoga, they're up for this awesome honor. They have been nominated for the Reader's Choice Awards. By the way, uh, they're a brewery. Uh, which we love. So if you do end up at InTheMoneyPodcast.com, go forward slash Whitman and find out how you can help them because they help us, right? Or Fantastic. they help uh, well, anybody they help TRF, a... the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, and TRF is a great partner of awesome. In The Money. Well, there you go. Do that. So highly recommend. Highly recommend. We have a great show. We have uh, Joe Migliori's coming on today. Young Joe, uh, who has recently started his own uh, bloodstock group after working for West Point and after uh I don't know the kid's like 22 years old and he's got the world by the You know it's so funny I he's 30 now There's no don't way he's 30 so He looks old. like he's 10 <laughs> I know All right we're going to catch I up with Joe I love little Joe Migliori Little Joe Mig We're going to catch up with Joe shortly but before we do we have three things of note What's going on in the world of horse racing Michelle you Okay well first of all I think it's pretty cool Keeneland is accepting uh, applications would be the best way for fans. Fans are going to be able to be on track in a very limited number for the Keeneland Spring Meet that comes up in April. Um, so there are some ways you can go about getting reservations. It's not just going to be like, you know, owners only. It's legitimate random fans. So That's highly recommend sick. if you want to get on, on track at Keeneland, you head over to their website immediately and try and secure yourself a seat. And I have a feeling, Michelle, I'm going to be at Keeneland a lot this spring. And really? so I am telling all owner's box listeners that I will buy beers for anyone who is downloading the owner's box. Hey, oh, I like beers. it. I'm just saying free I beers. Like... I miss Keeneland. We I should have t-shirts for like two free years. Beers. Free beers? Yeah. Download me for free beers. Um, so that's number one, which is very cool because obviously because of COVID, we just haven't had fans on track. I know there have been a limited number of fans at Oaklawn. I can't even think of anywhere else that's had fans. Can you? No. Uh, I, although I did see I did see fans at Oaklawn, no? That's what I just said. Oh. Limited number of fans at Oaklawn. But I feel like mm, Keeneland having fans is really big because – Going to Keeneland is an event, right? People make the trip. It's like a pilgrimage to yeah. go to Keeneland. So I think it's that's a really big deal. You know, it's going to be fun. 
and we need fans. We love fans. It makes the experience. We talk about experience all the time, Michelle. It just makes the race track experience. Listen, I am so thankful that horse racing has continued. Santa Anita and Del Mar allowed us in, but it's just not the same without fans out there. It's just not. Um, okay. So anyway, well, okay, that's point one. What's back point here? But two? what's point one? Uh, point two. Can I just say a big welcome back to Monoway Girl? Hello. Welcome back, Monoway Girl. Welcome I was back, so Monomoy nervous Girl. for her, kind of like going into the far turn. And yeah, he was, Florent, Florent just, Florent like, was niggling. He, he kept her wide the whole way, right? Yeah. yeah, and he was like riding her, and she just wasn't like accelerating. And then she like comes off the turn, all of a sudden she was like blink, blink, and she's ahead by 10. So it was no problem once she turned for home, but literally for about four strides around the turn, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, it was – here's what – oh, first of all, congratulations to uh, Spendthrift and my racehorse who purchased her for a hefty sum. Um and congratulations to I know Liz Crow loves this horse, and I always want to give Liz Crow a mention. Um, trainer Brad Cox, obviously Florent Giroux. You know what she is? This is a little weird, Michelle. Do you have let me tell me if you have horses like this? Okay. I'm not a huge Monomoy girl fan. I don't know why. She's won 14 of 16. She's a two-time champion. She's unbelievable. There's just something about her that I'm not like. She's not my fan. I'm not a fanboy. Of Monomoy okay. Girl. Do you have horses like that that are you know yes. they're really good, you know they're awesome, you know the connections? I I, yep. I should love this this mare. I should. I, was, I just that was Zenyatta for me. I was the same way with Zenyatta. Yeah, not yeah. love with Zenyatta. I don't know why. It's one of those things. But anyway, congratulations to everybody and welcome back, Monomoy Girl. It'll be fun having her around, and you know it's nice to see people who are going to be racing these mares and hopefully even maybe some stallion prospects throughout uh, their four and five and six year old years. It's a credit to uh, B. Wayne Hughes and the industry for uh, for I'm going to say allowing us to continue to become fanboys and fangirls. That's yeah, we did see that. Today. He was really great with um, Beholder. Kept her around for a super Absolutely. long time. Absolutely. What's point three, Michelle? Point three is I just want to kind of quick preview of the upcoming weekend at Santa Anita because it's it's Big Cap weekend. It's going to be bonkers. It's going to be crazy, right? Like um, we have – there was a plane, and I think the plane holds 25 horses that could come into Santa Anita, and there were like 28 or 29 horses signed up to come. So some horses are like sitting on the outside looking in, can't get the flight out here. Um, That's how like many out-of-towners we have coming. And it's going to be led by one of your favorites. Yes, Maxfield's going to headline it. I think that's amazing. We do have some local horses, Independence Hall, Idol, Express Train. But this is like a huge thing for Maxfield to come. You know, he's been so lightly raced. I think that Brendan Walsh is – doing a, a nice thing bringing him out here because i think that there would have been a big big push to bring him to dubai as well yeah obviously our purse is nowhere near what the dubai world cup is going to be but it is a grade one it is a mile and a quarter two things they really want to get for this colt and what is it the cv ships well you know he okay. has been like i said lightly raced and yeah. hasn't been shipped around so i'm super interested to see him come out but not only that we have a great undercard including the kill row mile grade which one. pits um Smooth like straight against hit the road amongst others. It's, it's going to be a really oh, good Brown's field, but that's kind of the headliner. This is this thing is going to be loaded this race. And Respoli, I believe you owe me a dollar. I think I said yeah, smooth, like, he straight. went with smooth like straight. Mm. Uh-huh. So Florent Giroux is going to take over and hit the road, but I think that's a good good pickup. Uh, we'll and pick then up the my San Felipe this week. San Felipe uh, is going to be awesome. Life is good, San right? Felipe, life is good. Well, Medina Spirit, Medina Spirit, and uh, the Great One, I believe is oh in there. yeah, cool. Yeah, he's it's been training really well for our friend for our friend Bill Strauss. And uh, Those just so you know, things. they do. They draw tomorrow. Okay. 
Well, those are our three Hi. things of note here on the Owner's Box. We appreciate all of our listeners. And you know what we should do now, Michelle, is get Joe Migliore on the phone. What about that? Joe, little Joe. What should we call you, Joe Migliore? Little Joe? Joseph. Joseph? Jo- Joe or Joseph works great. I think Joseph, Michelle. What's your middle name? My middle name is actually Francis. Francis, Ooh, I Francis. love that. That'll, uh, that probably just gave Michelle some ammunition for the next time she sees me. At no, the I love that. I thought well, of House I of Cards. I call him by his full name regardless. I kind of, I now I'm going to start calling him Joseph Francis Migliore. Joseph Francis Migliore. Well, welcome to the Owner's Box. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I know you're on the circuit because we had this big announcement about you this week, but we, you told Michelle when she contacted you that this was your primary goal to come on this show. Is that true? <laughs> A hundred percent. I said I would, you know, do you guys exclusively, but if you allowed me to, you know, do a few other podcasts as well, you know, that, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, we, we appreciate that. That is usually the deal we make with people because we are so in uh, high demand. But that being said, a lot of the people, they, they recognize the name Migliori. You grew up in this industry. Give us a little bit, give us a little background. What was it like going to the track? Your your dad is this big, big jockey, and you're going to the track when you're, you know, a, a little, truly the little Joe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, my earliest memories all, you know, somewhat involved the racetrack. Um, you know, very much grew up there, uh, you know, on the, on the New York uh, circuit, you know, uh, Belmont Aqueduct in Saratoga, you know, what? Those would be my three home tracks and uh, plenty of memories as a, as a young kid and, and with a lot of other racetrack kids as well, uh, you know, and guys that are, you know, guys and girls that are doing great things in the industry as well. I, you know, I remember being in the jocks room in particular with, uh, you know, Jose Santos Jr. and, and Lane Luzzi and, and uh, you know, only one of the three of us made it to, to jockey status to follow in our father's footsteps. There you go. But, uh, Give us, wait, wait, good let me stop you there. Give us one great story of you in the jocks room or your, your dad comes off give us one great story that nobody knows the, give us the exclusive <laughs> well believe it or not I, I do have some memories of uh you know probably like the early uh playstation days and there was a game called gallop racer and there was actually a, a in the back room of the jocks room there was a, a, a playstation set up with gallop racer and uh, have some fond memories of you know me, uh, Jose, and uh, you know a few other, uh, a few of the other kids getting our butts whooped by actual jockeys <laughs> in the. In the jock. That's amazing. That, that's a good way to uh, to to kind of cut your teeth in it. I guess. Did Did you want to be a jockey? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, dad dad was uh, dad was an idol, right? Uh, at that you know at that age and. Uh, you know, I think as you get older, as as the son or daughter of a or a family member of a jockey, you get to see a little bit maybe of the the tougher sides of it. Uh, but when you're a small child, um, you know, I, I think you just see how amazing it all is, and that's my dad out there. So, you know, yes, of course, when you're when you're younger, you want to be a jockey. You get a little bit older, you start to learn a bit, a little bit more. Uh, you know, in my case, you get a lot bigger too <laughs> than your dad. Uh, so it was never going to be physically possible for me, but I think even if it was, I would have probably got to a point where, uh, said, Hey, there's, there's easier ways to maybe make a living. Was there when one? did you, when did you know that you were too big? Like, were you a big uh, five-year-old or didn't you not, didn't you not, uh, spurred up till you were in your teens? I was like one of those 13 or 14 year olds that I think grew six or seven inches in the summer. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, when I, when I was, 
not even 16 yet and already, you know, much taller than him. Yeah, the, the dream died at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, Michelle. I have one more, and then I'm going to let you just take over because I know you're dying to get in there. Um, did you have, like, a favorite of your dad's horses when you were growing up that you just absolutely loved? Michelle and I, before you jumped on the show, we were talking about Monomoy Girl and the comeback and how nice it is, But and Michelle and I aren't necessarily fanboys of her. Was there a favorite horse that you had? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, obviously the, the horses that, you know, dad rode and, and accomplished quite a bit on. I think when I was really young, uh, a filly, you know, there was a great year with a filly named uh, Hidden Lake that was trained by John Kimmel. Sure. She won three, three or four grade ones in a row. Uh, she had gotten moved to John and she was actually out in California, I think, and then she got moved to the East Coast and kind of went on a tear. And then uh, the, the one that, uh, that that is always going to pull out the heartstrings, uh, no matter what, just you know, so many memories from, uh, from Artie Schiller. Oh, uh, and, uh, mm. that was, that, that my dad. Uh, so wait a second. And, so, wait. You know, so I had a traumatic incident, Billy, when you yes. probably had your great moment, uh, with single. <laughs> wait, so, so I'm there. Wait, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective. I'm there. Well, I'm with Joseph. I would do the show, but only if Billy doesn't talk too much. Right. But wait a second. I'm there with little Joe Santos, who was like our mascot. So you guys were buddies at that time. Uh, we were, we were, and uh, you know, I forgive him for that. But uh, <laughs> no, it was look, it was you know, obviously Lone Star, uh, kind of a, a unique place to have the Breeders' Cup. Artie Schiller was actually a three-year-old, yes, uh, and came off like a, a gigantic, you know, visually impressive win in the Jamaica. But it was against other three-year-olds, uh, right. and this was a step up into you know, uh, obviously the deepest waters he had ever been, and, and older horses as well, and. Um, was somehow made the favorite when we flew down there. I didn't think we had any idea he was going to be the favorite. Uh, and then, you know, things didn't go too well that day, but, no. uh, obviously gave you're, so you're 13, and, uh, you're 13 at that time. I was. Yeah. yeah. And then the next year he comes back and wins the Breeders' Cup in New York. So that had to be just insane. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, you know, we had some great times with, with Artie Schiller, some big wins for sure. I, unfortunately, you know, before that Breeders' Cup win, uh, you know, dad did get hurt uh, a few days before and couldn't ride him. Oh, but hey, no. it was one of those moments for uh, just, you know, you love a horse so much that, you know, even though dad couldn't be on his back that day, it was, I was still, I, I was still rooting for him, uh, to be completely honest. You know, he's still, still hoping that the horse would go out there and get that recognition he deserved. And, uh, and he did that day. So yeah, he beat a very uh, good horse in, in La Rade de Saint-Amont. Um, Jo- uh, uh, Joseph Francis Migliori joining us here on the Owner's Box. Michelle. Uh, Joe, tell us, first of all, I have a question. Have you ever owned your own horse? So, believe it or not, I am currently on my first endeavors uh, into that uh, yes. right now. Uh, Great. Yeah. I got an owner on the show. There we go. <laughs> well, tell yeah. us, about, I want to hear about that first okay. then. Who's the horse that finally, you know, did you in? Well, so it, it, it's actually horses. To, to oh, uh, oh he jumped in two feet. Yeah, we, you know, I, it had been something for the longest time that I've been saying, you know, look, uh, obviously my role with West Point have been selling shares of horses for so long uh, and really, you know, been, you know, on, on an advisory side of the game, you know, and now aspirations, uh, obviously, you know, to, to be a bloodstock agent. You know, I gotta own some horses too. If I'm gonna do all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to have the first-hand experience to go with it. So, uh, you know, I do have a a New York bred that uh, hopefully will be making a debut in New York and sometime in the uh, the coming months. And then, uh, 
several horses of a variety of ages that, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm involved in some pin hooking partnerships, you know, a, a yearling that's going to go to the two-year-old sales, a weanling that's going to go to the yearling sales. So uh, getting a little bit of a taste uh, in, in all areas of ownership. And have you done like your horse, the New York bread, that's uh, going to be racing and not pin hooking. Did you go solo? Are you partners? No, I, I am solo on this one. With you. Wow. Holy Whoa. What is his name or her name? Yeah. After the first couple months of bills, I do think I need to find some partners, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, how long till this thing runs? Tell me about it. Who's yeah, the trainer? Yeah, what's the horse's name? How'd you, wait, 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 wait. Let's yeah. talk about the horse. Where'd you find him? How'd you pick him out? Who's the trainer? What's his name? I mean, so, you know, it's, it's currently a horse, uh, you know, that's with um, Toby Sheets, who's Steve S. Mewson's um, yeah. sure. assistant in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, and this is a horse that uh, was with some smaller connections that... Uh, you know, I had seen him breathe a couple of times. The, the smaller connections were kind of trying to get him sold. Uh, and, you know, look, he was a modest purchase. Uh, we're not going to say exactly how much he was bought for. But, uh, you know, a, a horse that uh, I wouldn't, you know, mind, uh, you know, it, it, based on what I paid, wouldn't mind running him, you know, maiden 40, state bred first time out. And uh, if someone was to take him there, it actually wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> I love, I love it. So you're getting, I mean, this is the hard decisions that you have to make as an owner now. And now you're like, Hey, these bills are piling up. I don't know if he's made in special weight company, uh, even New York breads. And you know, I got to run them for 40. I mean, this happens. Uh, Absolutely. And look, for me, it's, you know, I always advise owners as well. Like, Hey, you know, sometimes you got to run, you know, where you can win, not where your, where your heart says you want to run. Uh, so we got to practice what I preach, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, let well, me ask you a quick what? question, Michelle. Can I just jump in real quick yeah. on that? On that, when you say that, you've been working with West Point Thoroughbreds for what a couple of years now. Uh, so I was actually with them for six years. Six, six years. Oh, I can't believe mm-hmm. it. Time flies. I'm so old. Um, okay, yeah, he thought years. you were 22, Joe. Just so you know. I really did. I, I wish. Thought- I- uh, you look oh. like you still boy. look 22, yeah. Joe. So wait, Joe. So you're with West Point for six years and you've dealt with a lot of these ownership issues. What would you say that you've taken away from that, that now you're going to use in your real world experience? Uh, so much, so much. And, and like, you know, Billy, you know more, better than anyone as well that, you know, in the partnership game, you're going to meet a variety of people that are going to react in so many different ways to, to results, right? You know, you know, the bad results you're going to have five different reactions from, you know, sure. the guy who takes it great the guy who takes it horribly, you know, the guy who wants to sell the horse immediately. Um, you know, and for me, I think that experience with West Point really just accelerated, you know, the learning process for me on how to communicate with different types of owners, how to uh, respond to different types of reactions that owners are going to have. And, uh, you know, when each horse has 10 to 20 partners, uh, you might go through five different responses for one performance from a horse. Sure. Um, you know, so for me, I think it, I, I learned a ton uh, and it's going to help me greatly you know, stepping into this new role as a bloodstock agent. You know, being able to handle, you know, I feel like I, I've, I've seen a lot already in a short amount of time. Um, you know, whereas if I was only maybe representing uh, a small handful of owners, you know, for the last six years, there might still be things that I, I wouldn't be ready for or something, you know, situations that I haven't encountered yet. Um, you know, West Point being such a large group and having as many horses and as many partners as they have. Um, I think I'm pretty well schooled in almost all of it at this point. Joe, why did you decide to go out on your own since you did come from a partnership background? I mean, as an owner. 
Yeah, you know, look, I, I, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to, to make some pretty strong connections with owners that, you know, uh, either own horses, you know, singularly on their own, um, you know, or, or maybe in, in smaller partnerships than your standard, you know, public syndicate would have. And uh, really been able to make, you know, some strong connections. And, and it just felt like it was time I, I got to a point where, look, I had always had a passion for the sales. I'd always had, had a passion uh, uh, you know, for picking horses out and, and something from, you know, an early age, I remember those Saratoga sales and kind of, you know, being a teenager at those sales and, and, you know, shadowing different bloodstock agents. And, and that always was a role that appealed greatly to me. Um, and, and uh, very thankful for the time at West Point, but it just felt, you know, after six years, it was time to move on to the next stage. It was time to continue progressing. And, and, uh, look, I always have love for everybody over there and, and, and what I've learned and, uh, it was just time to take the next step, time to time to go forward. Has there been any surprises along the way for you as you're just leaping off? I mean, did you think, okay, this is going to go ABC and instead it's XYZ? Um, you know, certainly. I, I think the biggest thing is, um, you, you know, the, <laughs> leaving at the end of the year was maybe not the best time to do it in a sense because you know uh, things for our industry much quieter in this winter time it, mm-hmm. it's only just now you know in this last couple of weeks and we're leading into the sales and I, you know i've been down in florida and it, it feels like action's picking up again it feels like uh you know back in the game so to say so uh you know look at I think when you're out on your own uh you don't really quite know how it's going to feel yet when you know you work for yourself um you know there's no steady paycheck coming in there's no that routine that you have to follow every day uh, now. And I think that adjustment over the last two months was a little bit challenging, maybe mentally, but uh, now that there's a lot more, you know, the sales are kicking off and, and you know, the racing's ramping up uh, as we head into the, the you know, the, the bulk of the 2021 campaign, starting to feel a lot better about everything, for sure. Joe Migliori joining us. I'm sorry, Joseph Francis Migliori joining yeah, us don't here. Yeah, forget on, the Francis. I, I apologize, uh, on the owner's box. Joe, I want to follow up on that really quick. I think it's important, especially for, I'm going to call you an entrepreneur now because you are, as you said, you're working uh, with by yourself. There's a certain self-motivation that you're going to need. Then you just kind of, you touched on it. What what do you do? How do you get over that when it's a little quiet one day? You, you maybe, you, you need to find a new client. You know, going into the sales, you have to have certain people that, that are, um, uh, you know, or you spend the day uh, looking through the cheater book, uh, which is what we call the, the OBS book which or, or the FASIC book, which has all the, the, the yearling prices for the pin hookers. Sometimes that's, that's tedious. It can be for sure. But, I, you know, I think, um, you know, for me in particular, it, the more research I do, the more prepared I feel and then the better I feel when I'm actually, you know, at the sale, right? Um, you know, so for me, it was it was important to kind of, you know, get down to Florida, you know, a few times throughout the winter and, and go to the different farms and, and try to get, you know, uh, you know, at least one or two looks at, at horses, you know, before they go to the sales, um, you know, and, and look, you're not going to be able to do that with every single horse that, you know, is in the catalog. Um, but I think it's a lot easier to make a decision when you have more information. So for me, even though sometimes it can be, you know, days can be a little quiet or a little tedious, like you said, you know, at least I know that in the long run, that's hopefully going to pay off when, you know, I'm going to put my finger up and bid on one at the sales. Okay. All right. So here's, I want the elevator pitch. Uh, I work, I'm Little Red Feather. Michelle, uh, obviously her husband is a trainer. You're a new bloodstock agent. You're, you're 30 years old, but you've been in the game for a long time. 
why Joe Migliori? Why should I buy a horse that you recommend? Well, look, I, I would say, you know, first off, everything I've done to this point has kind of been, you know, with this eventual transition in mind. And I've been so fortunate to be able to really shadow some outstanding, you know, uh, bloodstock, bloodstock agents, uh, you know, when I you know, was younger. And then, uh, you know, being with West Point the past six years, you know, their bloodstock agent, David and Gordo, just a, a tremendous, uh, you know, eye for talent and, you know, uh, the members of his, his team as well, you know, Mike Shannon. I, I was able to soak up a lot from those guys. Uh, and, you know, I've also been around some trainers that I'm hopefully going to be sending horses to that have taught me quite a bit. You know, in, in particular, uh, a guy like Christophe Clements has uh, kind of given me, uh, you know, a, an invaluable amount of knowledge when it comes to looking at horses and what he likes in a horse. So that's helpful as well that if I'm going to put, you know, an owner in his barn, I know the type of horse that he enjoys. So, I would just say my background and, and what's led me to this point is deserving of a shot. And then uh, after a, a couple of years worth of buying horses, you can look at the uh, the results in the racetrack, hopefully. Uh, you know what, Michelle, he so, did a really nice job there. Especially because you just threw him on the spot. I did. I rarely do that on the show, but I have great respect for Joe. I've, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan. Doing that, you know, in person, so I was I was ready for that. Yeah. He, yeah. And by the way, those listening, we we don't prep for this. I mean, I just we just called Joe and threw him into right into the fire. So he did very well. Good job, Joe. Um, Joe, question: You shopped off. Well, let me back that up. Obviously, working with West Point, their budget I feel like at the sales has really skyrocketed the last couple of years. Now that you're going out on your own and you have some different clients, is it going to be harder or the same to shop within some tighter budget constraints? Uh, absolutely. I, I think without question. I, you know, I think even just looking to this sales season, um, you know, I already have some new people in the fold that I've never worked for before that, um, you know, uh, there might be, you know, orders for uh, you know, much, much smaller budgets uh, than, than a group like West Point might have. So, Yes, there's going to be orders that I'm going to have to, you know, kind of be a little bit more creative or, or just a little bit more forgiving of certain, you know, uh, things, whether that's pedigree or whether that's maybe some confirmational stuff or, or maybe even some, you know, depending on the owner's willingness, uh, some potential vetting stuff as well. Mm -hmm. you know, I think you see a lot of horses that, uh, you know, get failed at the sales that still go on to accomplish quite a bit on the racetrack. And, um, you know, you kind of have to, you know, know, or at least speak with your trainer on what things they're comfortable with. Um, so yes, I, I think there's going to be a big challenge in, you know, look, you, you know, the one, the, the sales toppers and the horses that make, uh, you know, high six figures, a whole lot of us can pick that type of horse out. You know, that horse stands out, that horse isn't, uh, uh, you know, so hard to find, but, uh, the diamonds in the rough, they're obviously much more difficult to come across and, uh, look, hopefully you can come up with a few of those. I feel like, Joe, maybe one of the deciding factors if you're going on your own might have been the support of Rob Maciello, who we've had on our show uh, previously. I think you guys have a good relationship. Was it important to you to have someone like Rob um, backing you to be able to do this? Uh, I wouldn't be able to do, you know, I, you know, I think I said that, you know, previously in the you know, a recent article that came out, but I, I wouldn't have been able to make this move without Rob. Um, you know, Rob is, is just been a guy that I've really become, you know, very close friends with on a personal level. Not even you know, just throw racing out the window. You know, I, I, you know, if he got out of the game tomorrow, I'd love to think that we'd still be, you know, uh, you know, very close friends, you know, just in our personal lives. So, you know, a, a guy like him and his support, 
has really made this possible. Uh, and, and hopefully that's going to, you know, snowball, uh, you know, into some other clients that I'll work for as well. Um, you know, but I would certainly say he's, you know, uh, you know, my main client at the moment, um, you know, and a guy that, uh, we're, we're real excited about the year ahead. I think he's got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, exciting horses, you know, uh, that are in his pipeline that are going to be, you know, uh, starting up this year, some two-year-olds, he's got an outstanding, uh, turf sprinter that we have very high hopes for, uh, named Faya that Faya? Uh, is going to be getting Faya! Like the fire festival. F- we had him on our show. We talked about Faya. Was it from the Fire Festival? Have you watched that, by the way? Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Billy is so off track. I'm sorry. I feel like Joe might not just be doing bloodstock. I think he's going to be moving into uh, stable management next. Oh, really? You know, I, I, I kind of feel like that is, you know, that's that's part of the job as well. If you're going to buy a horse for somebody at the mm-hmm. sales that is going to assist you know, in, uh, you know, planning out kind of the trajectory of the horse's career or really acting, you know, as a liaison between, you know, owner and trainer at times. And um, look, with Faya, you know, we're, we, we, you know, right now kind of even facing a, a, you know, a situation where, you know, the race we know we want to win uh, in June is the Jiper on, on Belmont Stakes Day. And it's mm-hmm. more of a question of, hey, how do we get there, uh, you know, from where we're at now? So, you know, myself, Tom Albatrani and Rob, you know, the three of us, you know, kind of sit down together and, and hash these things out. And, and, you know, that, that can be a lot of fun when you have a horse with a lot of ability, like, uh, like Faya. Can I just say that makes a huge difference from like a trainer standpoint, instead of someone just buying a horse and be like, here's a horse I bought having someone that's thought, look, this is what we can do with this horse. This is the trajectory it can go on. This is the goal. That's nice. It's, Thank you. It's called a plan. Yeah, well, it's, not it's, everyone has them when they buy horses, I've well, noticed. Well, here's the man with the plan, and that is Joe Migliori. Joe, Joseph you, Francis Joseph Migliori. Joseph Francis Migliori. You know I'm going to see you down there, and I'm going to give you a hard time. Oh, please do. Please do. I, I've become accustomed uh, to that, Billy, and I, I like when we go back and forth. We have a good time together. <laughs> I like this kid. And anybody out there looking to possibly uh, get into the game and, and buy even your first racehorse, this is a this is even though he's – He's young, but he is really experienced. He's got a great eye, and I think he's going to do very, very well. So, Joe, thank you for joining us today on the Owner's Box. And I know I speak for Michelle when we say best of luck at the sales and with your new career. How about you tell us the name of your New York bread? Uh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, leave him alone. We've given him a hard enough time already. His right. name is Regality, and uh, he should be running – at some point in the next month or two. Okay. Um, there we go. Look out for regality. Joe, Fresh. thanks, buddy. I'll see you in a couple of weeks down in uh, down in uh, Ocala. Maybe we'll even have a dinner. Maybe you can buy me dinner. Hey, don't don't outbid me on too many of them down there, Billy. All right. Oh, I'll, I'll, believe me. I, when Joe walks in, I'm walking in. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much, Michelle. You, Billy. Right. Joe Migliori here on the He's Owner's awesome. Box. He's great. I love him. He's still on, so he can hear you. He don't. Oh, he well, he knows I up. love him. That's all right. Yeah. You can hang up now, Joe. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I love when they stay on when we still talk about them. Uh, great job, Michelle. Always good to talk to Joseph Francis, and um, I'm sure he we will have a huge Twitter boost from his the masses of his uh, his followers. Legions of up. fans. Legions, legions. Um, legions Michelle, that was really fun. Fans. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Yes. Thank you. Um, anything else coming up? We, we talked about the big day at Santa Anita and, um, you know, we're, we're here on the West coast, beautiful weather. How are you doing? You're feeling okay. I'm doing good, Billy. You're doing yep. good. 
Mm-hmm. You were great. You uh, uh, you were great on the on the weekend cast. You were you had some Thank solid you. picks. I th- I know you keep going three of four in those pick fours, but I'm, I know. I'm watching you. Thank you. All right, everybody else who's listening, please follow us uh, at Ona Horse at BKLRF at the Michelle Yu. Uh, get get into the uh, uh, players what in the money players the podcast money. in the money mm-hmm. media. All of this is all here, and we are a part of a great group of people. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Joe for joining us today, Joe Joseph Francis Migliori. And we will be back next week with another great guest. Thanks, Michelle. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.